a lot of people are like okay who's going to win this race who's going to win this race of ai and you know getting more users and uh, but i think they forget about the consequences of winning the race if you develop an ai which has some sort of uh, i guess a bad effect in some way or the other for example like facebook or instagram you use that people get addicted to it so that's a bad effect but that's not like politically motivated so it's not as much as pushed further uh, although it's highlighted in multiple documentaries but if there is an effect that is politically motivated such as like uh facebook's i think scam which happened in 2016 about the cambridge analytica company right as soon as that enters it will become a huge issue so even winning this race is not at all it's about winning the race efficiently and securely hi everyone welcome back to the simple converse show in this episode i have with me husni who's a student at university of gothenburg and he's also the co-founder of a technology company so husni can you give a short introduction of yourself uh yeah uh, my name is husni i am currently studying at uh, uh, my master program at university of gothenburg i'm studying data science uh and like you said i co-founded a uh, software consulting company here in sweden called uh, falatic technology right so i think the first thing that comes to my mind would be uh sort of the progress of ai because you're studying ai so you have more sort of knowledge in that domain and as you're also like currently studying it i think that gives you an edge over like what are the latest developments that are going on especially in terms of like education wise right mm-hmm. uh from a university's perspective so yeah. i think like right now what's trending is the chat gpt open ai microsoft acquired it and all of that mm-hmm. but if we just go into the basics of ai how is ai sort of i think theorized and basically conceptualized by academia so like by university and education in general yeah i think if you go back to the history of ai uh, you can see that it, it was like the uh, all the mathematics and the science behind it was uh, really old science so mm-hmm. the academia it's not like new technology for academia uh, because there were a lot of uh, uh, discussion in the, a lot of Uh, research around it around the science uh, that make up the uh, the, the technology uh, mm. but i think there was difficulties in uh, in using it to 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 solve a problem in the business uh, areas and you know uh, we are living in 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 an era where uh, universities have to provide a solution for right. uh, stakeholders so they have to shape their program Uh, towards the the thing that that they believe will solve the problem so that takes a, a bit time in ai but uh, i think right. now uh, we are like they, the universities they are understand that uh, this technology is not a fuss uh, they 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 know that this will create value to the market and they are uh, really engaged in uh, developing the next uh, generation of uh, ai engineers right so as you previously mentioned like Uh, AI kind of lacked the application part. It was like uh, conceptualized and it was it had a, like a solid grounding to it. But when it came to like applying it to real life, that's what it lacked before. And nowadays, I think we can see with the example of ChatGPT that it's like a very popular thing right now, trending right now as well. Uh, but has university or academics caught up to that? Because uh, the procedure of kind of what I understand of universities is that it takes a little bit of time. It depends on the university and the co- and their course sort of schedule and syllabus as well. But do you think like universities are catching up with the application part now? 
Yeah, I think the the universities had really, I believe that they really did a, a great job in maintaining the science. There were a lot of studies, a lot of studies, especially in the statistics and in uh, uh, mathematics part of the AI. Uh, but uh, it was like it takes a bit time for it to 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 have a place in the market. Uh, I think, uh, especially now, especially one of the main topic is the ethical part of AI. Uh, I believe that for sure is uh, I can't say the academy or the university is lacking. Uh, right. It was not uh, given as much as uh, uh, as much as space. Uh, I think is necessary in that regard. But the technology part, I think they the like they, there are a lot of PhD post uh, post PhD uh, researchers that are currently working on on it. So right. uh, yeah. So I think one question that comes to my mind personally is that I think over the last few years, we kind of saw the rise of software engineering as a profession mm-hmm. and it was sort of this kind of trending craze around it. Um, mm-hmm. I think it started after the, especially after the COVID-19 wave, because, you know, a lot of companies switched to working online and software engineers were like kind of already like these kind of professionals that were kind of used to that. Uh, I guess behavioral pattern where they like work alone and they, they're fine with just working with a laptop while mm. other like professions for example if you work in logistics you had to mm. personally go to a factory to maintain the logistics of that company so I think it was really easy for software engineers to switch uh, but also one more field that came up with it which you're studying right now is data science uh, mm. I'm, I'm wondering why did data science like also rose up with uh, software engineering during the COVID-19 wave I think, uh, yeah, when when you have a, a really significant problem, uh, uh, that that means there is an opportunity for businesses. So uh, traditionally, businesses try to solve uh, when they see the problem. So the right. COVID uh, give that kind of edge to the, the to to the industry. So and also uh, uh, the past ten years, I think companies understand that. Uh, they have to collect data, even though they don't really know why they are doing it. They understand that they need the infrastructure to collect data because uh, it was obvious that uh, a value can be created from 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 that. Right. Uh, so now, and also if you see the competition power, you know the we had uh, we had now uh, are be, being able to use uh, different machines that are uh, that can analyze. They really huge amount of data uh, before that was not possible or it's not like it's not it's possible but it takes a lot of money and a lot of time uh, so it it was not possible for the for businesses to use it but now uh, uh, we have uh, the competi- the competition power that we need uh, to to use uh, this data they have been collecting for past 10 years to uh, to create something for them so uh, and also uh, like I said, when you have a problem, you try to uh, you try to solve it, and you try to continue the supply chain. You know, so yeah. with that regard, companies try to see what kind of uh, other mechanism they can uh, bring to the market, and uh, uh, that also uh, gives them the motivation to try new new thing. And, right. Uh, uh, yeah, I think, and like like you said, software engineers are more comfort comfortable in the uh, in the remote kind of thing, working yeah. remotely. 
and uh, yeah it's, uh, it was uh, i think it's not bad uh, for for software engineers uh, with that regard but right. for project managers to manage that it was a bit i think it was a bit clumsy at the beginning mm. uh, but uh, yeah uh, when you have problem uh, you uh, you solve it so uh, i think one question that i have which is kind of like i think i've seen it this on like a lot of social media posts as well is mm. the survival of google after chat gpt it's like kind of the mm. trending question which everybody is asking so yeah. i was just wondering what's your sort of approach to towards this question because you know as i said you're currently studying ai and i just feel that whenever for example if there's for example someone working in ai for the past 20 years versus mm. someone newly engaging in a topic i think mm. uh, since you since someone is newly engaging in a topic i think they have a sense of more curiosity towards it even mm. though the person with more experience might have like you know more practical experience in how to handle things so mm. as like sort of uh, a curious learner what's your sort of approach towards this question on google survival I think what what is interesting with ChatGPT is uh, the how the uh, users uh, uh, like for example it's not new that we are using uh, language processing algorithm before like we are mm. using it in Facebook in YouTube uh, in Google search but uh, people were not curious enough to ask uh, what kind of technology uh they 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 like what what kind of technology what what kind of technology this company are using so with chat gpt uh, the thing that i saw is uh, people like you said being curious about the technology so maybe it's, it's it has to do with uh, with uh, with like with the company open ai being a small company a known company uh, for most of uh, its users so it's like it's uh, it's become like a trend and people uh, uh, people are questioning uh, uh, you know uh, what technology behind it and uh, yeah as any business i think google responded well uh, it's not like they they were also doing uh, uh, like they have at least 1000 uh, ai engineers for the past yeah. 10 years and they are uh, they have a, a big language model called lambda Yep. and uh, yeah they think that they they are releasing a small version of lambda which is called bard i think in coming weeks so yeah they 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 have to respond uh, because uh, uh, the users really uh, responded well to the chat gpt and uh, and microsoft is uh, stepping up its game in the search engine by integrating uh, open ai in its, uh, its own search engine so Uh, yeah i i believe that the, the uh, I, i i don't think that google will give up because this is their area say i don't think there are uh, there are more stronger uh, uh, players in the market than google uh, right. so i don't think them giving up they will uh, come up with uh, uh, with the best uh, solution and also one of the one of the areas that i was a bit curious is I think uh, what Google have been doing for the past 10 years we don't know we don't really know we yeah. only know what they what what they show us to the market uh, so but they, there are there 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 was a lot of activities in that uh, industry so I don't think that this is a surprise for them uh, right. have to do how much they they going to share with the public 
uh, and uh, I think we're gonna see uh, their product uh, soon. And uh, yeah, the the users will have to decide uh, which right. product they, they will use. I think to, to add on to that, basically what you said is, uh, uh, you know, exactly the point that you said. Like ten for for the past ten years, we're not aware what Google is doing. Uh, one more thing is that I think one of I can't seem to remember which company it was. I think it was Google or someone's like former executive, like he was a top executive in like AI. He said that Google won't last like two years since Chat GPT is out, and they will have to sort of either uh, compete with it or like buy it out or something. Otherwise, it will basically die as a company. But what I believe is that uh, since the past few years, I think I'm pretty sure you have also observed that different. tech giants are like investing money into different areas uh, meta called basically formally called facebook they they're investing a lot of money into virtual reality uh, snapchat for example is investing a lot of money into augmented reality um, and i think one of the fields that google uh, not even one of the it's the the field that they're mostly investing in is ai uh, so yeah. basically what you said you know past 10 years we uh, people general audience don't have a clue of what they're doing mm-hmm. but they have been like implicitly uh ahead of everyone even yeah. though you know a company like chat gpt with a bunch of i guess uh, uh a lot of research scientists and uh, a lot of artificial intelligence experts they are they are able to create such a, a product which is like an eye opener for the audience because you know when you type something the the response that it gives it's kind of like uh, a response we would imagine like a, like in a movie right Uh, you, mm. you're talking to like for example i don't know the iron man suit and they're they're giving mm. you a response back like a normal human being yeah. so when you're g- getting that response it kind of enhances that fantasy as well so people get really excited by it but yeah. uh as long as i think google's able to uh, defeat them or like outright them in technology i think they should ideally be able to survive since they have been investing billions of dollars perhaps even trillions yeah. over the past few years I think what to consider is maybe Google, as we know it, may not survive it. Uh, but uh, to say that the Google as a whole, as a company, so Alphabet, uh, yeah, like uh, I don't think it will be it uh, it will be a problem for them to come up with uh, other solution to uh, to especially like uh, they are saying in their description of the the new product part. uh one they are solving one of the problem in the open uh, in chatgpt which is you know chatgpt the training stopped in 2021 but mm. google is saying uh, at, uh, is, is claiming that their new language model uh, will have access to internet so basically you can get a real time uh, response right. uh, from the model so that is an edge already you know so yeah. uh, like i don't think that uh, they have they will have a problem but it it is interesting to see how uh, microsoft will uh, will survive its name because uh, i i think microsoft were already giving up uh, competing mm-hmm. with google uh, they have canceled a lot of uh, their product and for me it was like uh, going to give up but this is a new hope for for the company to compete in uh, the search engine uh, other than that i don't like i said i don't, I don't see google uh, uh, like giving up its uh, its share of the, uh, the market that that much right i think to uh, end end that topic discussion what would i what i would say is that uh, i think these 
products uh, as like the general audience perceives is kind of like okay you make a product you release it it's as fast as that uh, but even if we just take an example of corporations a, a simple product you know which product managers handle and they're managing over entire teams of people that are like developing that product of software engineers maybe of researchers maybe of other project managers that also takes a, a whole lot of time uh, there are projects that have been going on for a year two years so yeah. what i kind of mean is that it's more like a movie so you're producing mm-hmm. the movie and you don't nobody knows a clue about the movie right until the movie releases as soon as the movie releases all of the work comes together and the audience can finally see it uh, by audience i just mean users so mm-hmm. i think maybe google uh, is developing something implicitly we we just don't yeah. know it's kind of like or how a lot of companies develop and they just rise out of the blue just like yeah. open ai you know just came out of nowhere in november 2021 and just not 2021 yeah. 2022 and just like took off so yeah. perhaps that i mean i don't work at google otherwise i would be able to get a, give a better insight but i think that's how it kind of works in terms of projects as well uh, yeah i mean that, I think, yeah i think one, one of the uh, big issue in ai is uh, uh, as it is new new uh, new technology Uh, you have to take responsibility as well because uh, it's not like it, the rule, uh, the regulation around it is not uh, developed yet. So yeah. you could be uh, the first entity to get uh, the punishment if you if there is something wrong with the model mm. or if there is a bad consequence uh, that results from your model. So I think as a company, Google is trying to be safe as well uh, because uh, uh, like. there are a huge number of people that are working in uh, in the ai of the ethics of uh, the, their models so uh, that also took time i think mm-hmm. but uh, to say that they are not uh, uh, they are not working in in that uh, technologies uh, because they have everything that is needed actually so they have the yeah. tools they have the competition they have the data they have the the, the knowledge pool so uh, and uh, it doesn't take them 3 months to come up with better product if uh, it is successful actually so right. uh, yeah we have like you said it takes a lot a lot time especially when you are a big company like google uh, you have to you have to consider a lot of uh, uh, scenarios before yeah. you can release a product so I think what sums this all up is uh, a statement that you just said and I really like this I, I didn't think of it at that as that way is uh, a lot of people are like okay who's going to win this race who's going to win this race of AI and you know getting more users and uh, but I think they forget about the consequences of winning the race if you develop an AI which has some sort of uh, I guess a bad effect in some way or the other for example like facebook or instagram you use it people get addicted to it so that's a bad effect but that's not like politically motivated so it's not as much as pushed further uh, although it's highlighted in multiple documentaries but if there is an effect that is politically motivated such as like uh, facebook's i think scam which happened in 2016 about the cambridge analytica company right as soon as that enters it will become a huge issue so even winning this race is not at all it's about winning the race efficiently and securely yeah uh yeah. so that was a great discussion on ai i think uh i think this is the end of the podcast and i just want to thank you for being on the podcast usni it was really nice having you and i think i learned a lot about and i think uh this gave me insight into uh, a lot of the areas of ai that made me think about things that i had in previously 
so i think mm-hmm. it, it let alone the audience that are listening to this podcast even my perspective of ai has scoped out very well uh, so thank you for this and uh, it was great having you on the podcast show yeah same to you i really appreciate uh, having uh, letting me have uh, time with you 